Good morning, everybody. It's Monday and it's raining in Pretoria. It's wonderful. So we have, we call that wonderful weather. <laughs> if you're from a place where there's a lot of rain and you, and you long for the sunshine, we have sunshine every day, but we love, we love rain. Okay, so hello, everybody. So I want to, to talk about um, believing with a heart. Uh, sometimes people think that faith is to is a mental exercise. People think faith is an intellectual exercise. But faith has to touch the heart. Faith has to, um, to get to the heart. So uh, before I read this even, uh, we, can, we can maybe just start reading it first and then I can start explaining. So hello Janine, hello Dini, hello Tony Yuki, hello everybody watching. Okay, so uh, Romans chapter 10 says, uh, what does it say? The word is near you on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Right, so the word is, that's Deuteronomy chapter 30. Uh, who will ascend and who will descend and who will say, you know. But what does the word say? The word is near you, in your heart, on your lips, the word of faith which we preach. So the word has to find entrance into your heart. Okay, so it says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and with and in your heart believe that God raised him from the dead. What's going on? Cool, awesome. Okay. What does it say? The word is near you on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. All right. So, where was I? I'm just going to read verse 10 again. For with a heart a person believes and so is justified. And with the mouth he confesses openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. Okay, we acknowledge with our lips and we believe with our heart. This message is not aimed at your brain or at your uh, intellect, although, yes, it will find its way to your intellect. It will find its way to your brain <laughs> and it will rewire your brain. But if we aim it first at the brain and at the intellect, then the intellect and the brain rewires the message. And then you get 50,000 denominations and you get 50,000 different opinions. All right. But if the word is received in the heart, the Spirit of God speaks the truth. He speaks one thing. Okay? He, yes, there's ways in which he speaks to people relationally that is different, but the, the message is the same. And the message is Him. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit always reveals, reveals Jesus. And Jesus always reveals the Father. All right? So the Holy Spirit's whole aim is to reveal Jesus to you, the person. So the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to the heart because the Holy Spirit dwells in your heart. The Holy Spirit is the new law of your heart. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, so Jesus said in John chapter 8, speaking to the Pharisees, He said, uh, you 
you seek to kill me. You are of your father, the devil. You seek to kill me. Okay? He was a murderer from the beginning. So, and so you seek to kill me. So, so, um, and he says, you do not receive me. My words have no entrance into you. So if the word has no entrance into the heart, then people cannot be born again. Even if the word has found entrance into the intellect. If the word has not found entrance into the heart, rebirth cannot take place. All right. So the, the word is not to be reasoned about here. The word is to be believed here in the heart. Now, if we believe it, then from the heart, the spirit will speak to your intellect, to your mind, to your understanding, to your brain. And then your brain learns from what the, the spirit of God is speaking. But the word first needs to be believed for the Spirit of God to enter into your heart. So in Galatians chapter 3, um, Paul rebukes the, the Galatian church for turning back to the law, for turning back to the rituals and all the, all the law stuff. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you? Who has bewitched you? Okay. Unto whom, right before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the works of the law? So that goes brain action. Okay, heart is not involved. Because Isaiah says, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Okay. And their hearts have been hardened. Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Okay? So the law message hardens your heart to the things of the Spirit. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit because it's spiritually discerned. It says 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay? But the spiritual man knows all things, tries all things. So how can you know in your intellect all things? If you have the spirit that can speak to your mind. So first you receive it with your heart. And then the spirit from your heart will speak to your mind and teach you. The spirit will teach you all things. But you need to have input of anointed word for the spirit of God to be able to speak to you. All right? He needs to indwell you. So let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? By doing the law, or was it by the hearing of faith, King James, by hearing a message and believing it, says the Amplified. All right? So, with the Holy Spirit comes power, he says in verse 5, then he who works powerfully and miraculously among you, does he do so because of your obedience to the law's demands, or was it, is it because of the message of faith? Okay. So, the power of the Spirit... All those things, the manifestations come when we live out of the deposit, the rich treasure that the Spirit of God places on the inside of us when we got born again. When you got born again, you received the fullness of God. You received your inheritance, God. He's dwelling on the inside of you and you became reborn. Born not from corruptible seeds, says First Peter 1, but from incorruptible seed, from the ever-living Word of God. Then uh, Peter quotes out of Isaiah 40, and he says, uh, for 
uh, all flesh is like grass, and the flower of grass falls and fades and falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. So it's the forever word, the eternal word, the spirit word. We, we heard it, and it entered into our hearts, immortal seed. And our spirits were born again. And we received the spirit of God, and we, by faith in Christ, now have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us. Because we have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us, God can teach us. The spiritual man knows all things because you, he, he speaks with spiritual language, comparing spiritual with spiritual to those who possess the Holy Spirit. So he can share some things with you. He can show some things with you. He can bring emotions and experiences to you that it, it will not come to the natural man that is not receptive to it. Okay. Right. So we believe with the heart. The heart is like the satellite dish that receives the signal, and which is then decoded, okay? So you can, there's so many signals going around, but if you don't have the right antenna, you're not going to catch the signal. So if the satellite dish, if you even have the right satellite dish, but it's not pointed to the right satellite, you're not going to get the signal. So you need, to, you need to tune in your satellite dish. You already have one, it's called a heart. But you need to Change its direction from flesh to spirit. Tune it in and fine-tune it until you get the signal very clear. Okay? So when we hear and receive it with the receiver, this, the dish, the, the heart, we get a clear picture and everything that is from the unseen becomes real to us. Okay? With the heart, a person believes. Okay, so um, the law does the opposite. In 2 Corinthians 3, like you know, I always quote it, verse 15 says, down to this very day, verse 14 also says it kind of, verse 14 and 15, but down to this very day, whenever Moses is read. So when you look at the writings of Moses, anything he wrote, and you see yourself there, you start to receive into yourself from Moses. It says, a veil lies on their hearts and on their minds. But when a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. So your ability to hear God's voice is, is hampered. It's, uh, it's stopped by this veil. Your ability to see the truth and to hear from the Spirit and to see and to experience spiritual things is, is inhibit, inhibited by the Spirit of God, by the, by the uh, Moses veil, when you read Moses. But when the Spirit of God comes, veil is stripped off and taken away. Now it says in verse 16, whenever a person turns, the veil is stripped off. Verse 17, now the Lord is the Spirit. So we need to turn away from the law, from Moses' face to the Lord, the Spirit. What does the Spirit reveal? The Spirit reveals Jesus. We can't see Jesus' face because he went into the unseen. 
But if we have the Spirit, we can see Jesus' face because the Spirit reveals Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we see the Father because Jesus came to reveal the Father. So we turn from the law of Moses, the face of Moses, and we turn to the face of Jesus revealed by the Spirit. So he says again, verse 17, where the, the Lord is the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And we all, with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the glory of the Lord or in a mirror in the Word of God, the face of Jesus Christ we are continually transformed into the very same image that we see, revealed by the Spirit. So we need revelation from the Spirit. That will only happen when we believe with the heart what the Spirit says, before we try to interpret it with the mind. The mind must be subject to the Spirit. If your mind is not subjected to the Spirit, you will not get the mind of Christ. Now, if we go to Romans chapter 8, he says, mm, Wait, where is it? There it is. Okay, verse 7. The mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Now, what is God's law? Verse 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh but the dictates of the Spirit. So there's different dictates, different laws. For the law of the Spirit, which is in Christ Jesus... The law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and death. So there's two laws. The law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. All right? So my flesh mind wants to go for the law of sin and death. And the flesh mind cannot, it can submit to the law of Moses to a certain extent. Because People delight in religious activity. Okay? And we'll get to Colossians chapter 2. People delight in religious activity. Like Isaiah said, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. But now, the law of the Spirit, the mind of the flesh cannot submit to the law of the Spirit. So the law of the Spirit, God found another way to get to you. He aims his words at the heart. He touches you in the heart. He, his words are spirit of life. And when you hear and believe it, it changes the heart. So the moment it hits in the heart, your mind starts to get renewed. So your, the mind of the, of the spirit comes to the heart. And from there... The mind of, of who you are is, is transformed from there. It's not first to the mind, and if you meditate long enough, it will drop into the heart. It's the other way around. You first need to just believe it, even though you don't understand it. 
this God told, told me a couple of years ago, like 15 years ago, <laughs> he said to me, there's certain things that I can only teach you by experience. And the example he gave me was, how can you teach someone who has never seen, who's been born blind, how can you teach that person the color blue if he's never seen? How can I teach someone, I mean shapes, the person can kind of feel and kind of get an idea, but how do you, how do you say to someone who has never seen, how do you describe blue? How do you describe a color? What needs to happen is the eyes needs to start seeing, then he needs to perceive the color blue so that he can learn, oh, this is blue. It's the same way with the things of the Spirit. You trust him first. You hear his word and you trust him and you believe the word. That Spirit then comes on the inside and then you start to experience different things. Things that are better than the flesh. You start to taste the goodness of God. You start to experience there's something bigger, there's something greater than what I have experienced without him. Okay? So you start to experience things in the spirit. I remember years ago, that was, yo, when was this? It was this year, 21 years ago, okay, in April, March, thereabout. 21 years ago, I was in my room at university, and I was there... Um, I went everywhere and I tried to get just help because I was so depressed. I, I, my life, you know, there was nothing really major wrong, nothing. But inside it was just dead, you know. I, I, uh, I was just depressed and I, I just needed something. And I said to God, listen, you need to help me now. I went to all these people, they can't help me. So now you need to help me. I see joy and peace in this word. I see miracles in this word. So if the miracles are in this word, it means I can experience it. If there's joy, I want the joy. So if there's something greater than what I have, then I want it. All right? So, so I was there, and I started to just turn my face to Jesus. I sat there with worship music, and I read scriptures. I didn't understand it. It was like there was something on my head. It felt like something was sitting on my head, almost like those little hats that the religious people wear. I could feel something sitting on my head like this. Okay. <laughs> and I could read my, my property law handbook. I read it once and I go and I get good marks when I, when I write the test. No problem. I mean, I can read and I can understand immediately. But I re read the word, nothing made sense. I would try to get... Revelations, but it would, it would struggle, you know? And I, but I would just read, and I would just listen to worship music. And so I just, I just said to God, just take it away. This one night, I was, I was already about two weeks just sitting in my room, really trying to, to understand something, to break through to God. So I just said, okay, just take it away. And I clearly saw this vision of 
a glass with water in it, with an effervescent tablet. So the Spirit of God came. That thing was in my heart was starting to fizz, and everything became clear. And it felt like a fist pushing in from, from the top, and my heart broke open. Like it, was, it felt like the rock breaking open, like, you know, it broke open. And then it was like a rushing of water flowing through me. And here I, I mean, I'd never heard of anything like this. I, I just, you know, wanted to feel better. But I started laughing, and I couldn't stop laughing for three months. Tears flowing from my eyes. I could not stop laughing. So I would go, I was in the university choir. Now I had a problem, because every time I breathe, I laugh. Now I have to concentrate on the music, and I have to sing. Every time I take a breath, I start laughing. Couldn't stop laughing. So I had to mime the words silently. Otherwise, I would just laugh. You know, I would just, for, a, for, for quite some time, okay, so, so I really believe there's something deeper that we can experience, because I know the experience. I didn't know the experience before. I didn't know what the Spirit felt like. I had no experience, no real reality of it. My heart was not open, but I wanted to. <laughs> but somewhere, somehow... Something touched my heart, and it, and it broke open the rock. Okay, so Jeremiah says, what's it, 23, I think. It says, is not my word a hammer that breaks all the rock of resistance? You know, it's not my word a fire. So the word is a fire. The word is a hammer. And the word, well, if we keep on preaching the word by the anointing, it's like a hammer. And it breaks the rock. And it, and it breaks the rock. I stand at the door and knock <laughs> with a big hammer. <laughs> and it breaks all the rock in pieces so that the water of the Spirit can flow into your heart. Okay, so the, what's this water of the Spirit? It is the word spoken in the anointing. All right? So um, every time someone preaches the, out of fellowship with the, with the Spirit of God, what happens is, in every word, every word is saturated and drenched with the anointing. The, the source of the words is not from earth. It's not from human intellect. It's not from, the, from man. But the source of those words are from God himself speaking through that, through that person. Okay? So God himself flowing out of that person. So now it's easier for you to receive because you're just looking at someone that you perceive as normal and human and speaking to you, and suddenly your heart starts to experience something. Your heart starts to burn, or suddenly joy comes, or suddenly something comes. This is what I mean when I say there's something that your heart needs to perceive that you cannot learn in a book. You cannot learn it without the Spirit. Okay? And only when you experience certain things of the Spirit, the Scripture describing it opens up and you understand. If you can read all about blue, if you've never seen, you cannot know what is blue. You can read all about the Spirit. If you've never experienced Him, you, can, you will not know what it's talking about. Okay? So there's certain things that you have to have the experience. So... You cannot have that experience if you only understand with the mind. But if you first receive it in, the, in your heart of hearts and believe it, and from there you have fellowship with him who, who speaks the word, with him who the word is about, 
then from there, him who is now dwelling in your heart can start teaching you. And your thoughts get renewed. You get a new mind. You get a new brain. You get a new everything. So when you believe with the heart, you are transformed. You are a new creation. You're grafted into a different source. A different source comes to dwell on the inside of you. Everything changes. Okay, born again. All right? So, but if you only study it, the letter kills. The spirit makes alive. The letter kills. The spirit makes alive. If you read this book for the information and you study it for the information, never encountering the person, it will not save you. If you read this book, and you try to find Jesus, you'll find him on every page. Okay? Even in Leviticus. But you have to read Hebrews with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, the point that I'm trying to make is he dwells in the heart and he speaks to the heart. The playing field is the heart. And from there, your mind is renewed. All right. So, um, I hope this has blessed you. So we can go on and on. We did a whole series on the heart years ago. When was that? That was even in the library. That was some time ago. So I'm going to see if we still have it. And then we need to put it on Facebook and our playlist or something. Those are good messages. So we, we need to find those things. Okay, so even if it's only audio, if you, if you see the playlist of the heart series come up, then you need to listen to it. It's really awesome. One of the messages I preached there um, in Bilawayo at uh, William Undi's church there. Man, that was just awesome. Okay, so, right, so, uh, bless you, everybody. Hello, Gerard Oerendal. Good to see you there. Uh, Tani Yuki and Dini, and bless you, everybody, all the regulars. Okay, so thank you, everybody. Um, may God just... Empower your heart. May you fill your heart. May you... Okay, I think this one scripture I still need to read to you. Uh, just like for, a clo for an ending of the endings, okay? Ephesians 3.16 says, May he grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man, the heart. By the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell and settle down and abide and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth of it. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy, filled, and flooded with God himself. May you experience that. Even, even if grace is a letter, the letter of grace will kill you just as effectively as the letter of the law. Letter kills, but the spirit makes alive. It's about fellowship with him. All right. Thank you for watching. Be blessed. There's an email address. If you want to see an email, send an email. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Be blessed.